The Women's Fund for Scotland is Scotland's only dedicated fund for women and girls. I'm Susan Morrison and this is our podcast where we talk to inspiring women improving the lives of those women and girls today. This episode, we're talking to Anastasia and Sarah of the Maryhill Integration Network and we're learning more about the Oasis Women's Group and uh, how to love your mistakes in art. It's actually a thrill to be speaking to you because you're part of the Maryhill Integration Network. And when I was growing up a very long time in Glasgow, Maryhill, Maryhill was legendary, but not for its forward thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for being progressive so um i'm excited i'm thrilled about this to, to see mary hill being reclaimed like this in in a way so can you just tell us a little bit about what the mary hill integration yeah. network was set up yeah. and, and what it you was, to do uh, well last year we celebrated our 21st year wow and, uh, with uh, always amazing parties to to celebrate but so we're in our 22nd year and it was uh, established to help the people that were coming here seeking asylum and refugees to integrate into local community. Um, so at the time there was a the our ex-director uh, Rema Sharifi who recently received an OBE from King Charles this year for her work. She she came over from Kosovo and she had to flee her country. So she had really invested a lot into the arts and seen it really forward thinking as a way of helping people to integrate. And of course, the arts is, is not just helps people to integrate, but it helps them to uh, maybe, it's like therapy, you know, yeah, you can so. uh, heal areas where you can express things that are inside you that maybe have become really entombed. I was just about to come to you there, Zara, because I mean, you forgive me for saying this, but you look about the same age as the Maryhill Integration Network in like 21. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, are you part of the artistic endeavours of, of the Maryhill Integration Network? Yeah, I'm part of an art group <clears throat> as a member. And actually, I'm a visual artist. I'm graduated from Faculty of Fine Artists in Egypt. Um, so I study arts for five years in university there, but art group here is, um, is something else. It really yeah. adds to me yeah. and I can see things in different way with my art group here. Yeah. Yeah, my teacher um, uh, there, they taught me a lot of uh, things that I never realized that I can deal with. Like, as I told Anastasia right now, um, how to love your mistakes, even in art. Specifically in art, actually, because there is something unique in your mistake. Well, I'm a great believer in in constantly failing, because um, I prove that endlessly, Zara, in the kitchen, because <laughs> I, I I cannot cook, but I do keep trying. My mackerel a la marmalade is quite remarkable. Let me tell you, Anastasia, if we can just come back to you. I mean, what? What exactly did the funding from the Women's Fund for Scotland do for your group, do for your organisation? I think that was specifically for our, our women's Oasis Women's Group. Um, one of the things that allowed us to do was have in um, the Glasgow Women's Tool Library. And uh, they came, yeah, it, it was eight sessions we had in total. And so the, uh, the women were really empowered by those sessions because they were using like drills, hand drills, saws. They were making uh, like uh, small uh, joints to uh, make a stool, 
to make a little shelf. I'm so impressed because I think things like these skills are vital for women and we don't teach them enough. That's right, that's right. It's always predominantly been a male activity. DIY has always been more of a, a, a masculine thing. Most of the women had never done anything like it when yeah. they, you know, when they came into the sessions. But from the get-go, they were ju they just like fully embraced it. And you just um, involved with yeah, <laughs> they loved it. They absolutely loved it. And you could see them, you could just see them feeling empowered, you know. And uh, one other lady in our group, um, she's been with men for maybe 15 years she'd said oh my husband's always saying you know not to you can't do that you can't do this well now i'm gonna show him and she's like in yeah. her 60s we and, uh, that women can do everything yeah this exactly yeah 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 so you're basically empowering with power tools i think yes this absolutely is, this, this is the way ahead absolutely you were warrior women <laughs> the staff could feel you know, how much the women had got out of it, how excited they were, and just how strong they, they, you know, and how strong they felt to be having this tool in their hand. And it sounds so like banal, but no. yeah, it did, it, it did wonders for them. And it was just so enriching to see them coming out beaming and creating these things. I mean, wood is a wonderful thing to work with. I, Amazing I, material. Yeah. yeah. So actually using this funding from the Women's Fund for Scotland, you on the surface, you were teaching women DIY. But out of that, you actually empowered these women to uh, to become more confident, more outgoing, and to strut their stuff in the power tool aisle of B&Q. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Using funding from an organisation such as the, the, the Women's Fund, it probably helped you to outreach a little bit further to bring women in. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. And some people heard about it through their friends and they came. So one of the ladies took to it like a duck to water and she was <laughs> helping the other women who hadn't been like on the first or second week. She was helping them how to set up the tool, how to, you know, place it and like safety little features. She just, yeah, she was right on it. As, as an artist, Sarah, did you, did you find that fulfilling? I was afraid from all of this stuff. So I, I, before attending this session, I felt that, yeah, it's not mine and it will never be one day. <laughs> so after attending the session, I felt that, no, we can do that. We can be careful and we can take care of ourselves and we can do that in the same time. I speak as a woman who's terrified of changing a light bulb because I'm convinced it will explode. So the idea of, of, of being empowered in this way is really exciting. And would you say, Anastasia, that, that this counts as success for you, not just building a shelf, but building confidence? Oh, yes. absolutely. It's just, it's, you know, it's a real feel good factor when you see the women come into the women's group and each time with the different activities that we have, um, you know, coming out of themselves, feeling more confident in themselves. Yeah. And sometimes depending, you know, there's different cultures and different protocols, but um, sometimes we don't even have our videos and cameras to record so the women can feel free to just be themselves and not worrying about what else is, someone is recording them or, yeah. you know, and things like that. But absolutely it's it's so enriching and just yeah very enjoyable yeah. time the, the work that you're doing to integrate is absolutely fantastic i mean and would you say that women are really central are they involved in shaping your future plans 
Absolutely, yes. We like, for instance, with the women's group and all of our groups. You know, we will do regular feedback, find out what the women uh, wants to do. Yeah, yeah, what they like to do. The new ideas. Yeah. yeah, and for new ideas. We had this session, I think, from one or two months ago, and all the women write a lot of amazing ideas. Yeah. Like, yeah, the new yeah. ideas. Yeah. yeah, it really helps. Oh, I, I think that's so so empowering to them again to go. Yes to speak to those groups. Even sometimes somebody will, because you get so many people coming with so many skills and, you know, in, in so many different areas. So it could be the arts, it could be in, well, nearly everyone has amazing food actually. But <laughs> um, so sometimes we'll get some of our participants to lead like a session as well, like Sarah's led uh, sessions where she'll do arts and art crafts and stuff. crafts. So, mm -hmm. so we also encourage. And uh, the other thing is, a lot of the ladies opt to be volunteers. They want to be more actively involved. Most of yes. the people really, they're really hungry to integrate and be part of society. You know, they're, they're, yeah, they don't sit back. Do you think that's that's one of your big sort of key issues going forward? Is that the that, that the people who come to this country want want to be part of, want to give back, want to contribute? Is that one of your your key goals in the future? Is to improve that pathway from arriving here to to, to having a job, a career, a full part in society? I mean, I think that's what we we do proactively. You know, it's it's ongoing. You know, we've got different people dealing with different parts of the organisation. So there's always there's information, especially with the Men Voices group, for people's um, showing them who to reach out to, giving them advice or passing them on to someone else who would would help them further. Women's Fund Facts. 100% of the Women's Fund for Scotland funding goes to benefit women and girls. So just turning to the Women's Fund for Scotland, I mean, does it, it's, it's quite a, a significant presence in the, in the sector. Is that helpful to you? Absolutely. I mean, you know, as you probably know as well, the funding cuts are, are affecting people that have been established for years here, yeah. you know, like the... Uh, St Mungo's Museum of uh, Religious Faiths, that's that lost out. So being able to provide this is essential for women's well-being, for their mental health and to feel like valued as a human being. It's absolutely essential. And is it helpful to you that it's it's the Women's Fund for Scotland, it's women reaching out to help other women? Oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I think that's that's really important. I think there's a lot more of that starting to to build around, you know, like I think during the lockdown, the community organizations were a lifeline for people. So, you know, these like we kept going at men, you know, providing uh, laptops, providing uh, groups online that people could stay engaged with. So it felt like it never stopped, really. It didn't feel like lockdown completely. We were doing things that you yeah. couldn't do had we been in person. It's very empowering for women to have other women there to yeah. help them to build their confidence and, and have faith in themselves. Absolutely. And to make them feel that there's someone can help you if you need help yeah. anytime. I'd like to also add on that. I think that, you know, there's a lot of empathy. There's an understanding of a woman's pain and 
things they may go through in their lives. And uh, I think that's very special when you can connect with people from other countries. Did you know, I don't know if you knew this, Anastasia, but apparently only 1.8% of funding goes to women's groups. That's shocking. Yeah, Is, isn't that shocking? Yeah, yeah, isn't that? And, and so obviously, therefore, the, the Women's Fund for Scotland reaching out to you, are you reaching out to them? That must have been that must have been quite the boost then. A huge boost for us, yeah. you know, to be able to to provide activities and for the women that are bringing them out of their homes, out of situations that are very dire. It's it's. I mean, it should be much wider spread, of course. You know, women's funding. There's lots of. Uh, parts of our society where there's people living in deprived areas where they need that sort of nurturing. And um, yeah, it, it's shocking, really. I think the problem is that women are, just, are always kind of like, oh, well, look after them, yeah. put themselves second. Yeah, that's right. I think so as well. You sort of like just take the load on and keep going and you think you've got to keep going, but really yeah. it you have to sometimes reach out. And, you know, and I think that older generations definitely i still suffer a bit of that too like i think when you're strong women they don't always think to ask for help <laughs> you know but it's really important to at times because we need you need to have that support and by doing that it helps to build up communities and and networks as well where women can support each other at home you know when they need that support too with their children because you don't have the sort of same family set up with grandmothers and you know and that would take the children normally so it helps on every level like people come and they don't just participate but like sarah said they become friends mm -hmm. you know they share and they they do things outside of men as well so it's really important for them yeah it is. It's, it's breaking down the isolation of the living room walls. Absolutely, you know, yeah. Think, yeah, because when you're in that uh, mindset of depression, the last thing that you um, are thinking is to how to, you don't know, how, it's your norm. It becomes a normal and it's very difficult to come out of that on your own. Um, so you, it's vital for, for women to get out and be part of communities. So really what we should be doing is looking at these people who have come here from far away for whatever reason and just valuing every single one of them for the skills, the talents and their abilities with power tools when properly trained <laughs> and welcoming them to Scotland. And what can I say, Anastasia and Zara? I mean, the Maryhill Integration Network is like a, a beacon. It is, um, it really is, yeah. It should be yeah. replicated everywhere because for one thing, have you tried to get a good joiner these days? It's really <laughs> difficult. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us and listening to this story. I hope you've been inspired. And if you would like to support the Women's Fund for Scotland, search for us online and listen out for our other podcast episodes.